Welcome to Look Behind the Look, the new podcast that examines iconic looks in film, television, music, and fashion history. I'm your host, Tiffany Bartok. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for Look Behind the Look once again. I apologize for the extreme lag time between episodes, but as you know, I'm sure you're as busy as I have become in this new sort of climate of back to work, back to projects, back to life, and it feels really good. Um, I haven't figured out how to balance all of the things that I have sort of made time for in COVID (laughs) and how to work them in, you know, to our getting back to life. Um, But I'm certain that in 2022, we are all going to figure that out. So until then, please enjoy the episodes as they come. And you'll especially like this one. I speak to my friend Susie Gerstein, who is a fantastic working makeup artist, who, well, she and I sort of talked about a lot of things career-wise. And she has made quite a name for herself, of course. Um, She started out working with Bobby Brown and Dick Page and Lisa Butler and so many more. And she talks with me about having to sort of take the rules and break them to sort of make a name for herself and really create her own identity in the industry. And she shares um, some some set stories with me that I think you'll really like. And um, I think you'll really like her advice about sort of how to balance being a mom, working, staying sane, incorporating real life into this crazy industry. And you're going to find a lot of relatable items in our conversation. And I'm really looking forward to sharing this conversation with you so you can see that it's possible to really have an extraordinary career and keep your balance at the same time. It is possible. I promise. So I'm here talking with Susie Gerstein. Hi, Susie. And I feel like we've known each other for decades, but this is truthfully the first time that I'm going to find out about your whole career um, in makeup. And I'm so excited to hear the whole thing. And I purposefully didn't like pre-call you or anything to see like, you know, what you wanted to talk about, because I'm just going to spring on you that I want to know everything from the beginning. And um, let's, let's talk about, wait, I love also how your, um, your lower third here says, learn more. Is this your son's school? Must Zoom? Be. <laughs> That won't I show even up. get that off. That, oh. it, won't, it won't show up. It won't show up. Don't worry. But I love, I love because you need to learn more. It's, it's, it's like a sign telling me like, I want to learn more about. If any people have not let me onto zooms before, like our, on makeup zooms, because you know, when it's like a big cosmetics event, cause it's like, who is Harvey? Like why? Is this, <laughs> and I haven't, Harvey has to come in like my eight-year-old and he's like, mom, you got to rename. Oh, yeah. and like, Oh, they love feeling the power of like, do you need me to help you with the Zoom, mom? I'm your IT. I'll be your IT. Totally. Mom, mom, mom. And then like, sometimes he'll go on another screen in another room and like chat with me. You know what I mean? I'd be like, get a load of this guy. Am I right? I'm like, oh boy. Oh my gosh. So that being said, you are a mommy and you're, I love talking about balance. A lot of our listeners love talking about career balance and, um, you managed to do it beautifully. Oh my gosh. Right. right. I know like a waitress with like plates from the whole restaurant on our hands, but, um, let's start at the beginning and tell me, tell me everything. How did you find yourself in this wonderful beauty career? Well, 
let's see. I know I was thinking, how far back am I going to take her? Like, will it be like one day I was doodling when I was five? But a lot of people doodled. Yeah. yeah. A lot of doodling. Happening. There's a lot. It's not, it's not unusual. So I definitely, um, I, I related to the beautiful film with Kevin Aquan and, and my friend Veronica worked on Ibarra worked on the book. Um, with, oh she's my gosh, the best. She's the best. It, so, Veronica's at um, uh, Alcon, Alcon. Of course, and she's yes. a goddess, a goddess. She's a goddess and an artist. And so I related to that because I doodled a lot. I drew faces. I remember my art teacher kind of scolding me because all I drew were faces. Like <laughs> she's like, you got to diversify. Body. It would just turn. Yeah, it would always turn into a face. And then my mom was, bless her, would, you know, she set me up with this woman who taught named Julie Lester, who taught art class um, in her house and talk about balance. Like she had three kids and she was very artistic temperament. Like she was, she would, she told me when she was working on a painting, if it wasn't going her way, she would throw, throw the cans of paint. And I was like, what a cool <laughs> lady. Like I'm a little uh, yeah. scared of her, but so she was really helpful because my school itself the art classes weren't really instructional they were just sort of like freestyle and but she was she was really helpful she would like help me look at things and see things and not just like draw a caricature of like a tree in my mind's eye but like look and draw the tree so we spent a lot of time she let me draw like old vogue magazines and all the the supermodels in their heydays so that was really neat and and where did you grow up in Riverdale New York which is in the Bronx Mm -hmm. yeah yep um, I know now there's that show Riverdale, which I haven't seen, but I know, Absolutely. yeah, it was kind of like a mix. It was a nice place, but like a mix between suburb and city. And it's only yeah. like 15 minutes from Manhattan, but we were so, we'd be like, are you going into the city? Oh like, yeah. You met a friend from the city. You felt so cool. So I was definitely a little sheltered, um, growing up, but yeah, so that is the first entree. And then I would say I would, you know, like a lot of kids in the 80s, I had a TV in my room. <laughs> like a little Me TV. too. Mm-hmm. And you did. Yes. I would, oh my gosh. Tiny, now, tiny, tiny little thing with rabbit ears. Yep. Oh, the best. So mm-hmm. I would watch, somehow I happened upon Q2, which was like an offshoot of QVC that they were experimenting with. And this woman, Elena Herkova, who founded Il Maquillage, <gasps> was on there. They had a half screen. And she did a full on like disco makeover on half. And I was just transfixed. I was like, you can do that. Like you can <gasps> do that for work. And I was like, done, sold. Um, How come then, I didn't know about this channel? Oh my God. It was, <gasps> I think it was like a little more fast paced than QVC, but still okay. like, you know, Q2. nothing went wrong in that world. Yeah. Q2, nice. like the new QVC. Like and Il Maquillage, that was, that was, that went away and now it's back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, so yeah, that, I never used any of that makeup. I would just like, you know, go okay. to the Regal Pharmacy on Johnson Avenue and I would buy like whatever I could scrape together to buy like a wet and wild pencil and just like try to recreate the looks. And I had, yeah, so that was how I started. And then I ended up going to school for English and Spanish lit. Like I didn't know if I was going to become a teacher or a makeup artist, but I did a summer teaching where I was like, no, I don't want to become one of those teachers who burns out because she didn't follow her passion. We all had those who were like, so mean or like turn to the mm. bottle. <laughs> yes! frustrated. So I'm like, no, I'm going to try. I'm going to pursue this makeup thing. 
And then I ended up, this is so random, but when I was, I read, I poured over magazines like you probably did as a kid. And mm-hmm. I recognized um, Linda Mace. No, no, no. Linda. Cantello. Cantello. Thank <gasps> you. I recognized her in the supermarket when I first graduated college. And I was like, Suze, this, you have to go up to her. This is like, oh my God. So I went up to her and I think I scared her because I was so green. And I was like, I love your work. You are so inspiring to me and you're inspired. And I love your work. If you ever just need someone to like hold your Q-tips. Um, and she looked at me like, who is this girl? But she actually hooked me up to meet her agent. And I mean, a- I'm sure this didn't happen to Linda Cantello every day. You know well, what I, I mean? I guess that's like, true. Not- She's like, how does this girl know me? Yeah. Yeah, I love this. So oh, I met great. her agent and I wow. almost feel like he answered the door in his underwear. Like he oh, was very yeah. quirky mm-hmm. and he was like, could tell I was very nice. You know, I dressed up like so much and he's like answers the door like in his jammies. And he's just like, <laughs> why do you want to do this job? Like what, what, why would you want to, this is like, what's the point? And so it was just a learning experience. He actually allowed me to go to the, to, um, the show test with her for Carolina Herrera. I believe it was like spring, wow. summer, 2003 or something. And Serge Normont was there wow. and I got to like hold Linda's their, her eponymous line that was beautiful. And just like, and I remember Linda V was the model, um, and she was starting out and it was just an interesting, really interesting experience. Carolina Herrera treated me with such graciousness. Like, you know, as the lowly assistant, you're like, you just want to disappear. And of I'm course. pretty shy by nature. So I kind of fake it when I'm in a group, but she was like, thank you for being here. You know, the Warhols of her on her all, you know, everything was perfection. Like her perfume was in the bathroom, all of her perfumes. So I was starstruck. I felt do like you I have was, any of the, do you have any of the line anymore or the, I, per- I think I have one lipstick. Amazing. Yeah, one oh li- my God. Yeah. Oh, so wow. that show, that show was a little overwhelming to me, truth be told, because I was like, I saw models in person and it was so fast paced and it was, you know how it is. I was of like course. this and I had no idea how the F to do makeup on people other than like my college friends or myself or my mom. Like I did my mom for my brother's bar mitzvah, but I think when they asked me, have you ever done makeup on someone? I was like, so I literally was just like holding her Q-tips and watching and absorbing. And that was really a learning experience, like how to, you know, just take it in, but not be in the way. Mm -hmm. And from then I just kind of, I, the other kind, so then I, I did a bunch of assisting, like just one thing led to another, like, you know, how people's networks did testing And then the two other kind of like, I would say instrumental people in my career were Bobby Brown. I met um, because I was kind of down on the biz. Like I was just like, this is so hard to break into. And I don't know if like after the fashion shows and stuff. So I was just, I'm so Mm -hmm. sensitive and I was like picking Mm -hmm. up on all this energy and not knowing what my place was and not Mm -hmm. knowing how to get my foot in the door. Um, And so I, I, my my girlfriend from college was like, you really like fashion. Why don't you volunteer at Dress for Success, the oh. nonprofit that helps women get off of public assistance and they've already landed job interviews. So you're basically helping them pick out a suit that's appropriate for an interview so that they can feel confident. And it took me outside of myself. And actually, Tiffany, there was a whole station of Bobby Brown makeup, like complete collection. Like a counter. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, the only one who was playing with it and it was before <laughs> COVID. So I was literally like putting it on. And um, of course, of course, 
Yeah. And Bobby ended up doing, oh, so I ended up doing people's makeup of all different complexions. Um, I, I was the only one who wanted to like play with the makeup. So they would have their, their outfit picked out and they'd be like, well, let's find a complimentary look. And then we could give them the makeup we use, which was so sweet. Um, and it was like the best thing. I, I met really good friends to this day who I still keep in contact with, like the volunteer coordinator. Um, this organization was started in a church basement and grew to have satellites like all over the world. So it's pretty Amazing. remarkable. So anyways, I met Bobby when she did a personal appearance there and they filmed her and I was taken aback by how she just came in and like had this Birkin bag and just like tossed it on the floor. I was like, let's get to work, roll up our sleeves. And <laughs> it was really cool. I met her. She put me, she was, she just like asked me, what do you want to do? What, uh, this is so cool that you're, do- that you're doing this with your time. Come to the event, the gala. So I came to this gala, I got my hair all done and like, and, um, to, and, to dress for success gala. Yeah, yeah. And I got to sort of see more about her work. Lorraine Bracco was at our table and I was like, what? Like I'm drinking wine with Lorraine Bracco and What's Bobby happening? Brown. And of course that was just like another, you know, it's never that straight path. Like no one's going to do, do the work for you. So she asked me if I wanted to, she actually had heard of my college, which was the one way that my education and all the the blood, sweat and tears had kind of like helped my career was that she was like, my sons are going to be applying to colleges. This is a great school. Like you have great grades. And I'm like, I don't know how that's going to do anything. Cause you were in college now at this time that we're talking about. Okay. From where? Wesleyan University. Uh-huh. And and I had um, a resume, which like nobody has in our yeah, industry, right. but I was such a nerd. I'm like, here's my resume, Bobby. Like, <laughs> and so she ended up, she ended up saying, do you ever want to work in a salon? Um, she got me a job interview at this Upper East Side salon called Salon AKS. It was started by three people who worked at Fakai together, Alan, Cow, mm-hmm. and Susanna. And it was a lot of like ladies who lunch, but they had Bobby Brown's makeup there. And so I worked there for a couple of years um, while kind of freelancing at counters. And so that was like, you know, that, and then Bobby put me through her master class, which was also mm-hmm. interesting because I could see ways that I was different. Like my style was different. How, um, how did you notice it to be different? Well, one thing is she had a lot of like mantras, like, or a lot of, you know, concealer is the key to the universe. And I had grown up reading Allure and it was like, Dick Page was like, I didn't get the fucking memo on curling eyelashes or like, (laughs) on like, everybody needs concealer. And Bobby will do concealer to right underneath your eye where I don't, I like to leave that skin detail. So it was an interesting way to be like, or even just like the people who did my makeup worked in counters and I worked in counters, but they had a different style. It was like, you know, you, you like, um, your face looks like you need this kind of an eyeliner. And I just remember leaving feeling like, I feel like it's not rules. Me. Rules but are yeah, meant to be broken. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They did have a, like an artistry coordinator who was like, who kind of got my vibe and she's right. like, yeah. So that, that was interesting. I also took a class with Linda Mason who did your, did your like makeup based on your horoscope. <laughs> I love that. that. Kind of interesting. It was fun. Um, and it was weird. Like, we were just like, I don't even know what she printed out our test shoot that we did on like regular printer. It was like, rah, rah, like coming out. Um, but I, I got to know her because I helped her daughter do makeup for her opera performances. And so it just gave me more confidence because we vibed together, her daughter and I more than she and I actually did this girl Daisy. So she was like beautiful. And she was like, you have a very nice touch. And I was like, really? Like, so it got me more confident. 
And then lastly, my last big influence was meeting my mentor, Chris <laughs> Kolbeck, who assisted Kevin for a couple of years. Yeah. A Brit, lovely, salt of the earth, and like my brother from another mother. Like we just have very similar kooky sense of hu- senses of humor. I met him um, when I cold called a bunch of agencies. You did and, that. Yeah. yeah. And he actually encouraged me, like, you know, when it came up to assist Dick Page or like Polly Osmond or Lisa Butler, he'd be like, do it, poodle. Like they're all different. You're going to learn from them. And nobody does that. No one's like, you should not work for me exclusively. So uh-huh. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he was really mm-hmm. instrumental in like getting me out there and, and also just, you know, he did Trudy Styler's makeup a lot. Um, so I got to kind of just get more comfortable with like etiquette doing celebrities through him. I would do, we did like r- a lot of like really random celebrity jobs together where it was just fun. Like he helped me just stay within myself, you know, like n- know who I am and not feel like swayed by all the craziness around me. And he's still right. like my best friend. What, yeah. what is, when you talk about celebrity etiquette, what is that? Uh, it is of course learned. And when you make a mistake, you just don't get called again, right? You, it's not that anybody tells you like, now this is why we're not calling you again. You just right. all of a sudden realize that you're not being called. What are some mistakes? Like what are some things that you learned in working with celebrities that you I think like the best experiences I've, I've had were, were when I centered myself before I came in mm-hmm. and I just kind of like relaxed myself and then was sort of quiet and just receptive to their mood. Like maybe yeah. they don't want to talk. Like I did once I did Annette Benning, um, and she was like, I loved it. Cause I was, you know, I love regarding Henry. You love that film. And I was kind of nervous love, and like, love, love, love. and she just had her the the political channel blasting. I forget mm. what what political it was probably the Trump election. Mm-hmm. And um and I could just tell from her vibe that she just wanted it quiet. And mm. I was like, that is so great for me because I could focus and I'm right, it's very intimate, right? You're right in people's yeah. faces. The hairdresser didn't get the memo, so she was chit-chatting and like name dropping. And there's always that where you're like, Oh mercy, like I feel for you that you're not, or maybe she just didn't care and just wanted to talk. <laughs> But so, yeah, I mean, and there are people who I think like to surround themselves with chatty patties and get outside of themselves. And that's why I think it's really like there's a there's a what is it? My mom says like there's a for every kettle, there's a lid or something like that. Like, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. I mean, and then I've also learned a lot like when I don't know, like I've got I've done people where. I just could feel like they didn't love something. And I would ask yeah. like, at the time my agent and they're like. You know, one of my agents, Bianco, was super, super euphemistic, and I loved that. But you could still tell what she wanted. She was direct too, so she was like, "Did were you light-handed?" And I'm like, "Oh, see, I feel like oh, she would ask you to think about your part in it." Yeah, and I think that was some of the feedback I got, like for celebrity. And I think I'm learning that now that I have to do my own freaking makeup for these like videos that you sometimes need that armor. Like I, I tend to have a very like editorial preference for, you know, my aesthetics, but sometimes it feels really good to have like a chiseled out face or an extra lash. So kind of, I think that's another celebrity thing is just reading what someone feels is the most important thing that they want. And really like you're, you're there to help them make like, feel like their best self. Right. Not always just make some kind of a mark. I find that there's two types of 
of clients, right? One that wants you to like, look like you are putting all of your creative energy into them and you just don't, you know, you just, you're just the vessel. And then there's the other one that expects you to look as good as you're going to make them look. And they sort of like are disappointed or something. If you look like not made up. So it's hard to tell like who, which one your client is going to be, unless you already know. Oh, that's so true too. I guess I was talking about like actually how I made them look, you know, yes, of course, but you're so right. Because I feel like I've had that I mean, when I was going to do Sting, I remember Chris was like, wear something sexy poodle. And I'm oh, like, no. what? <laughs> that was like before me too, but I don't know. It wouldn't <laughs> have mattered what I wore, but like a little flirtation with Sting. I feel like he was just like, give him a little something. I mean, but come on. No, it's but I, it's yeah, Sting. Yeah, I totally agree. I've had clients where I think they look at me and I'm like so natural looking that they're kind of like scared. You know, I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah. yeah. I, I always and- like the hairdresser that has like the crazy things because I can tell she like experimenting and she has like a mascara wand holding her hair up or something. <laughs> I kind of like that chick because I'm like, oh, okay, well, she's like m- making fun. You know, she's having fun with her stuff, but then other people yeah. are like, oh my God, and you're like she's going to do. I remember like at the Mac counter, the, you, would, you would always be like with a friend at the Mac counter and she would think like, are you going to do something? Don't do anything crazy because <laughs> they would always look, you know, like totally over the top. And they'd be like thinking that they were going to do that on their face, you know, <laughs> it's like, totally. Yeah. Where so you're funny. like, we can, Mac counter must be such great training too. Theatrics. Theatrics. And didn't you feel like you met, like, so I did the Stila counter for a while and I feel like I just met a lot. Oh, and Ellis Foss back when it was, yeah, a line at Macy's. I felt like I met people who just cracked me up and like you just and having to like figure it out size it up and also not take it personally when people were like do the whole face sorry I'll come back I'll think about it (laughs) I need to I need to see it in the light I really need to see it in the different lights the different lighting oh all right okay okay that was a trip uh, so, but you were never at a counter. You were at the, you were at the foundation. It was like where you got your like blanket mosaic of all the New York faces, right? At the, at Dress for Success was where you were really greeted with like mm-hmm. the, a blanket of just every type and every skin tone and I'm every, sure. right. I mean, and then I, yeah, I did freelance at like Stila, Bobby Brown, and Ellis Foss. And oh, you did makeup. I did for a bit. And a Sui makeup. Yes. Oh. oh my gosh, that was so fun. I love that was with so Jenna Menard. She's another makeup artist who we were on Dick's team together, Dick Page's team, and she was like, she did a lot of shows and a lot of. She's just a really great makeup artist, and she, she, I think she got me that gig. We had met on like some random summer internship, and and I think I did her sister's wedding with her, and she's still married to the same guy, which is Aww. nice. But yeah, so that was an interesting gig, just like because the products were so heavily pigmented, so we could have fun with it. Oh yeah. my god, and the packaging, ridiculous, so, the so great. Did like get to my head, but that's you know how that is working at the counter. <laughs> People are like, let me try this and this. I'm like, how do you know which is which? Yeah. <laughs> I worked across from Angel and I'll never be oh able to smell God. Angel ever no. again. My my college best friend wore that. It's so strong. <laughs> it's like, it's a good idea, but like, let's not go overboard. So much Angel. And I remember it was always like, it has chocolate in it. 
Yes, chocolate. <laughs> that was the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's chocolate. Like chocolate. I was like, like I know I just care. gotta have the chocolate bar. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so then that brought you what brought you to Dick Page? So yeah, it was just I think I had just met with a bunch of different agents. Back then you would just kind of call the agencies, right? Like cold call mm-hmm. them and be like, you know, I'm I'm willing to assist for for I and you know, I would say I I kind of intimated that I would do it for free, mm-hmm. but I didn't because like, you know, people paid, but it was, you know how it is in fashion. It takes like six months anyway. So mm-hmm. it's like, I did it for free, but yeah. So I, I got on a show with Dick, I think it was Alexander Wang. And I think like, it took a couple of shows for him to notice like mm-hmm. that. I was, you know, I just kind of kept to myself and I wasn't, a lot of people would like pull them mo- up, like the big models. And I just kind of, stayed back, hung back, watched him. And I learned so much. And I think eventually, I think one of the Mark Jacobs shows, um, I think I was across from him. So he saw my model and then he asked me to do a couple travel jobs with him, which was really exciting for me. Wow. Um, Like some W shoots and a Shiseido job. And so that was cool. Just like getting to see how his process and he was a lot, he was like a lot different than Chris, Chris's style was after assisting Kevin was yeah. a lot. I mean, I learned so many things about like transformation through him and then you sure. know, pairing it back. Not to say Chris can't do paired back because he could. Right. But it was just really interesting to see the different styles. I assisted the late Scott Andrew, who also had, I think, assisted Dick and Kevin. So he told me that he got his own style from the combo too. Yeah. <laughs> totally different worlds. Yeah. So just, uh, I remember being confused when I would go between artists on shows. Like, yeah. How's that? Artist, yeah. Like if an artist used hands versus, okay. versus sponges and you're like, who am I? Like what's happening? <laughs> like I just got yelled at once because I think I did a job where I kind of was doing the Kevin more Kevin technique of like applying a lot of foundation and then like sponging it off. It was before beauty blender. So I was like using an alicone sponge and I remember the make bars being like, you don't need that much foundation. And I I was like, it's going to get there. But I, I kind of also learned that, you know, you have to watch who you're working with. I don't think I was the best assistant because I kind of had my own way and (laughs) sometimes wasn't, and wasn't the most organized like ADGs. Oh but, my God. That's, that's all it is. Sometimes it's a very different, yeah. It's, it's a different art form to be an assistant. Right. right? And ugh, I can't yes. wrap my mind around using something and then putting it back where you got it from. Like, I, oh, I don't know what that's that is. so hard. Mm-hmm. I know. And then At the end of the week, my table is just full of shit and I'm okay, like, thank you. Okay. Like, I, I actually, I'm going to hire, do you, have you heard of Grishan Roof? Like the, no. she's like the queen of organization. Our mutual friend Todd is friends with her and okay. she like, well, pot will I feel like it's going to change my life so my friend Fiona Styles was like uh-huh. if you can it's a worthwhile investment really do, well do she's a, like, the most a, organized oh my gosh and she's very funny apparently and like very down to earth so I mean if I were the queen of organization I'd be like you know but she's yeah. not coffee so I had to do a video of my stuff that I want her to organize I took the video and sent it to her so we'll see I'll let you I'll keep you posted how it yes goes. please but yes please. the goal also being taking weight out because you know how it is yeah. so okay. how do you do that what's a tip that you do for foundations you don't know you just well it, I, d- I do break it. your back it's not streamlined so like yeah I'll do it like I'll put you know I like those the z palettes for yeah. eyeshadows um what else do I do? I've watched like YouTube tutorials on how to do it with foundations. I use like 
the little Muji containers. Okay. Um, it's sometimes painful. You know how pretty packaging is to take it out. But, I know. And it's know. so impressive for the client sometimes, I guess, for them to go like, oh, you have blah, blah, blah. And yes, you lose like that. Four. Yeah. And sometimes I do leave it just because I know those like light shimmery shadows will break. But yeah, so I tend oh, yeah. to do that. And yeah. then I like these. I brought them next to me. These well insulated. Have you seen these? They no. like you have to meet the founder. She's really cool and she's like supportive of artists. This girl Julie, um, but she was in tech and just oh. realized that there was nothing to keep her her makeup kind of like temperature controlled. Oh wow! So it does that and it like keeps it from you know besides it actually really does keep it from melting. Like for my daughter's birthday party, I oh. ran out of kind of like Tupperware stuff because I was bringing so much crap. So I ended up using the big trunk one with a freezer bag for the cupcakes I made in like 90 degree weather. And it stayed. Oh my <laughs> so, God. Yeah, tell, me the so, name, tell me the name again of the company. Called well insulated. Well insulated. And okay. this is the rose gold, but, and there's lots of different shapes. She's super open as well to artist feedback. So like, she'll come over and be like, tell me, do you think this is a good shape? Are the zippers too low? And I've given oh. her makeup lessons. So we kind of like, we do, we we're supportive of each other's businesses, but I like that it kind of keeps things smaller and there's, so the trunk one, I can put pallets in and know that they won't melt. Oh, that's um, but, great. Yeah. It's just like the bane of my existence is like, I still have anxiety <laughs> dreams about like, I can't find that lipstick or yeah. Or I'm assisting Pat McGrath, which I never did, but in my dream, I'm like, where's that lipstick she wants the number 400 and like, <laughs> <laughs> or like you're doing Bette Midler and all of a sudden she says in the anxiety dream and she says like, did you, did, I'd like a silver glitter. And you're like, <laughs> I took that out. Not, I definitely said Bette Midler will not want glitter. You always, yeah, you can't fake a glitter. That actually happened. I did. It shows you sometimes when you don't have something, it's better. Like I did, you know, Eve, Eva Chan from yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I did her once when she was like at Vogue, I think, or Teen Vogue. And um, I was like, she always wears a light lip. Like, okay, nothing, you know, nothing. you know. Yeah. Oh my God. So she asked for a vamp color lip. And luckily I had like a red, I feel like I had like a red eyeshadow and a black eye pencil and I just made it work. And, you know, I feel like at the time I was like, oh my God. But then she did something that I forget what we had back. Maybe it was Instagram. She like Instagrammed it. And it was like, oh, she did this cool lip. And I'm like, you just never know. You have to be creative. She did love it. She loved yeah, it. Yeah, which is good. That's so great. Oh yeah, my God. There used your to be a lot of doing those. I'm sorry, go on. Your, no, I was saying your creativity saved the day, but that's all oh. your education. I mean, <laughs> how would you know what? Seriously, how do you um, know what to do? You know? Yeah, watching. Yeah, that is true. Like watching other artists have to, yeah. yeah, and have to change it. Like how many times have you heard like, oh, that's too heavy. That's too light. I remember assisting like Janine Lobel and she was like, I never use anything permanent on the, like anything like that you can't move on the eye. Because oh, she likes it. She liked it to be. Yeah. She's like, people ask you to change it so much. And I'm like, mm. they're asking her to change it. I feel a little bit better because mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. how there's, I kind of figured out a lot of times on fashion shoots, the art director, whatever their thing is, like if they don't like their eyebrows, let's say they might that usually has more to do with it. Like they're obsessing over like eyebrow hair or like the freckle. And I just learned like 
not to take it personally. Just when I started out, I think I was a little bit more like ego driven or like insecure. So I'd be like, oh, you don't like it, but, or maybe I'd be tied to something. Like, I think that blush is really important. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, you don't like it. Okay. Like, yeah. let's change it. It's not yeah. rocket science. That's really interesting. Cause so you like, you, you're like, oh, they're talking about the eyebrows obsessively. And then you notice that like, <laughs> that's yeah. their thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Or yeah, it could have a lot to do with them more than you. Your niche, as far as I can see, is like mastering no makeup, makeup. I mean, do, do you really have that down? Like you, you can make somebody look like they're, co- you're complimenting the face and not like, Oh, wow. I, I mean, I can look at it and say, I'm, Aww. that's a great makeup job, but like to the layman's eye, you know, it would be like, she just looks beautiful. And so what do you think is the most important things to that look like? a fresh face. All of your faces are just fresh and great skin. I mean, you're a master at skin. Where did you learn that? And like, what are some of your tricks? Let's see. Where did I learn both skin? I guess I've always just felt like if they look beautiful, my job is to not really mess it up. And it's also a preference thing. Like, I just think I, when I see foundation caked on, it gives me anxiety. Uh Um, (laughs) Uh But at at times it's so masterfully done that I can be hypnotized by it. Like on, you know, some people's videos, but yeah, where did I learn? I learned uh, through, through watching um, like my friend, Chris is fantastic with skin. And then, and he would use like just concealers, like same with Diane Kendall. When I did a few shows with her, she would just use like really heavily pigmented concealer. And you're like, how do you do that and make it look like nothing? That's amazing. But it's really just, and I I remembered hearing that once, like, you don't have to, like someone asked, I forget who it was like Aaron DeMay or some beautiful editorial make parts. Like, what's your favorite foundation? He's like, I don't really use foundation. And I was like, whoa, you don't have to use foundation. So kind of just the freeing aspect of like looking at a face and saying, does it need foundation? Or can I use the foundation sparingly or, and I mean, with red carpet, it's obviously different. Um, there's a time and a place, but when the lighting is controlled and you can, so watching someone like Lisa Butler, who's a British makeup artist, she would literally do like the, the couture shoots we would do. She would do the makeup like on set. So she would start it in the chair, but like, she's like, okay, let's bring them out. And she taught me, you don't have to angst about it. And you can, mm. you know, she, mm-hmm. I still do angst about it often, but like she, was so free with it. Like she would just kind of see on set and kind of talk to herself in this cute little way, like, and like not, and be so kind to me as her assistant. Mm -hmm. But then she would just like, you know, throw on whatever it is um, that look good in the light. So it's kind of like, look, gauging the light, gauging, like, you know, I'll look up a photographer beforehand. I'll look, it's helpful now to be able to see the model's Instagram as well Mm -hmm. and see what they look like if they don't filter, hopefully like, with, without makeup, what their skin tone is, but yeah. So I think I learned it by watching and then also just by trial and error. Like I did a couple tests where I remember the test shoots where the photographer was like, she looked better before. And I was like, Oh, but he was right. Like (laughs) I didn't need, you know, when you're testing and you're trying to make your mark and maybe I was trying really hard. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's true. Maybe I can back off of that a little bit. And 
Yeah. So that's kind of how I, I get, I, and I'm still honing that. Like, you know, when I do real women as well, it's like, well, if she feels more comfortable with a little shaping and a little, mm-hmm. Oh, I have a funny story about that. So I did, there was this sex in the city, the film junket, and I was doing a correspondent for E who shall remain nameless, but she had like a real affinity for contour face yeah so again, <laughs> it's me and I'm like I'm I can contour I obviously do that but of like course, I, I prefer it lighter yeah. so I finished her makeup and she's like mm, okay like you can tell when they don't love it and then she's uh-huh. like I'll meet you I'll meet you with the girls like Sarah Jessica and all them in the interview and I'm like okay and she goes into the bathroom emerges and has drawn on like Ronald McDonald's <laughs> full but it's like red <laughs> contour and that's the face that I am to touch up in front of like Serge Normand and like Leslie Lopez and all these amazing Genevieve people who are there to touch up the Sex and the City girls and then there's me who's like mm, like <laughs> but she paid me and I was like okay Oh no, I love that. Yeah, but it's funny how she said she liked it. Like I wouldn't notice. (laughs) I I can see the whole thing. Goes dives into the mirror, takes out her bag, her filthy bag. (laughs) I will say on camera, she knew her light. It did blow out a bit, and it didn't look that bad. I was like, okay, maybe I can learn a thing. So I also feel like that's something that I try to bring to every job. Like, what can I learn from this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So if mm -hmm. the client likes it a little heavier, I gotta, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that, but I gotta be able to still. To right. still make them comfortable. Right. So, yeah. Figuring right. that whole dance out. Oh my God. <laughs> so I love funny. it. I was like, oh mercy. I yeah. love it. I um I I love also your videos. You teach people. So, so during so tell me what happened with the videos and like your lessons. Were you doing lessons before COVID? Yes. You were. Yes. Okay. And well, so then I you started. just started. Okay. Okay. I started because I had my daughter and she was right home with me more. And I loved it. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just felt like, okay. I get more choosy about leaving the house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I, and I also felt like I was getting Mm -hmm. like the whole e-com thing, the rates were going down a bit and they were asking for more. And I was like, I I'll do it. It's, it's a blessing to have that as a bread and butter, but I also, let's see how I can expand. And like, I enjoy doing, I enjoy teaching lessons. So through this store called the detox market, I think I taught a group class and just started to figure, I think I got that a kind of mentor of mine in clean beauty is um, Katie Denno. I don't know. If uh-huh. uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, so yes. She's just very generous with her knowledge and would like, you know, she, she told me that she was doing lessons. I forget how I, how, how it came about. Maybe I, I went to one of her classes and I was like, that's something you can do. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And I, if I shop at this place, why don't I try teaching women and helping a lot of friends will be like, I don't know how the heck you probably get that all the time. Like help me. And so I'm in Sephora May Day. I'm in Sephora May Day. That's, yes. I love a text like that. I'm just it. like, so, get out, get away from that wherever you're standing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Redirect so them. I taught some classes there. I did a couple of private lessons and figuring that out. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, I can't really do that in person. It's terrifying, mm-hmm. but 
Oh, also selfishly, it was a way for me to not have to carry my kit and caboodle everywhere and schlep it. So if I could, if I could do it at home, we moved. So I have a bigger space with daylight. So I was like, if I could do that at home. And so anyways, I did a a little bit of that when the pandemic hit, I I had to regroup and I do teach some zoom makeup lessons as now I started to do that. But it's nice now that I could with Veronica Ibarra, I do, um, we did a wedding and I've started to kind of do some more real people again, wow. which I just feel like is, is a nice refreshing change of pace. I know. Yeah, I know. Do you I like know. it. Do you like it, doing like one-on-one? I, I still do sometimes. I mean, I'm super choosy, you know what I yeah. mean? And I like, you know, I'm really like, you know, uh, sort of a doubt on the down low about it because, you know, I, 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 you know, you want to I use know. your energy sparingly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it is like, so I, I've had the wrong fit too with people where, yeah, yeah. I advertised on this one Facebook moms page, the upper East side moms. And every time I met someone, it was just like, not quite the click. Like, yeah, it was, kind, yeah, it was kind of like they were, yeah. Where the upper West side moms, not to be East side, West side gang sign but yeah, the West side, the West side moms are more my peeps, I think. So I met a couple cool ones on the East side, but yeah. And then the video, really yeah, the videos happened because, well, my agent before used to tell me like, you should do a YouTube channel. And I would laugh. Cause I'm like, yeah. there's no way I'm getting myself on camera. But then I started to look inward and realize a lot of it was like a kind of self-loathing and not self-loathing yeah. that's strong but like uh, just judgment like, judgment and like and being in the air yes mm-hmm. and being in the smoke and mirrors industry where you help make people look like perfect mm-hmm. um who already like have alien features that look amazing on camera mm-hmm. and and also mm-hmm. I went through this whole health thing I told you about but after mm-hmm. I had my son where I had thyroid cancer and I'm fine now but I mm-hmm. had um, my thyroid removed and that wasn't even the big thing. I had um, thyroid eye disease. So it kind of changed my eyes. And that was the real thing. Like mm-hmm. I could kind of relate to what I would imagine Kevin was going through when his appearance was changing. And it's kind of like a mind fuck. Cause you're like, I'm in the appearance business and I'm not seeing myself that I feel like I am back in the mirror. So going through all that, I went finally, after I had my daughter, I had a surgery that kind of corrected the asymmetries as much as possible. And I was like, you know what, this is me. And I'm going to just like celebrate that we can kind of embrace our kooky selves and hopefully get other women to do that and be alive and like have fun. And so that's kind of what my videos are now. It's like, okay, like I'm here and And I'm not going to disappear. How was that rewarded? People love them, right? It's really sweet. Yeah. People, mm-hmm. I love getting like a DM from someone I worked with like 10 years ago, who's like a stylist or something. Who's like, I love it. Like I, it just, it's fun. It makes my day. Or I don't know when people say it makes <laughs> someone was like, my husband's like, what are you watching? Cause I'm like painting pink on my cheeks, but it's kind of like people saying that, yeah, they, you know, they'll, they'll play more with their makeup or yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm like reinventing the wheel or anything. Like I kind of like that it can be simple Yes, and that, yeah. Right. Like it can be embellishment and like celebrating your, your features and fun color play, but it doesn't have to be like this really unattainable technique. 
Yeah, it's so approachable. Yeah. And yeah. So that kind of it's funny, like getting feedback from people like and people don't know. I think Instagram makes it look like you're making a million dollars from a video where it's like <laughs> posts, but you know, people be like, you're killing it. And you're <laughs> you're and then they're like, you're so you're so brave or real or something that's like a little bit like, oh, what do they mean? But then I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I'm real. Like I'm I don't filter. I mean, sometimes I'll throw a little Paris on if it's like a story, <laughs> but I try. How not. can you resist Paris? I oh, don't. Paris, it fixes it all. It's the best. Yes. So true. But yeah, I try to not like correct things that you know, we all, I always tell people like when you do, you do models and everybody has something like we trim my nose hair or like, there's all these things that people think are perfect because little girls growing up think that because nobody's not like laying it bare and showing them. So I like just saying, we all have our things. Nobody's perfect. Right. Yes. Yes. I, I just got, um, it's so great that we're having this conversation. I wasn't expecting it, but, um, <laughs> like yesterday there was a comment under, I did, I interviewed, um, Theo Kogan from the Luna chicks. Who's like a punk rock star, you know, right makeup artist and somebody, a Luna chicks fan wrote underneath the thing, this interviewer is obsessed with the Cinderella complex and thinks that if she looks a certain way, the world, uh, the man will, Prince Charming will find her and save her. Right. And it was deleted before I could respond. So I went to respond to it and and she had deleted it, I guess, because she heard the rest of the interview. But, you know, I talk about it a lot where with my friends that, is, isn't it okay to feel good about yourself? Like, you know what I mean? Like if you want to fix something, it's okay. I'm not doing it for a man. I am not doing it for Prince Charming. I am doing it for me. Like I gained weight during COVID and I feel shitty about it. And you know what I mean? I'm trying to change it. Like I don't understand why I have to accept or I know you have to accept it, but I, I, why do I have to, if it just doesn't feel right, why can't I I change it? You know what I mean? And that's the world that we live in. It's empowering. You know what I mean? And I know it's so, it is brave to put yourself out there. And then you're like, wait, why are they saying brave? Should I not be, you know what I mean? double standard we face as women, right? It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Totally. tired or yeah. And I also noticed like when you look like when I was in mid eye surgeries and one of my eyes was kind of drooping or, I mean, people talk to me differently and I don't know. What do you mean? Well, I don't know if it's because I didn't make like the full eye contact. Like I wasn't, a lot of it could be that, like I wasn't fully confident. So I didn't like, Oh, oh interesting. People. But there was like, you know, people would be like a publicist would be like, Ooh, that looks like it hurts. What's wrong <laughs> with your eye? Or, you know, it's just, it just didn't. So I, yeah, I just feel like when we carry ourselves, like we're our most confident selves, mm-hmm. we put that energy forward mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, you just see the return in a different way. Yeah. So if you're not, yeah. then yeah, I, it's sort of a double standard because I also agree that, you know, there isn't one, like there isn't one standard that should be adhered to. Like I was at right. swimming practice with my daughter who's three and there was this adorable girl who 
is just like campaign, like Prada kids. Like she's just like has all the moves. <laughs> yeah, down, like, yeah. Pulls down her goggles and she's like, "Mom, are you filming this?" The mom was like telling me that her daughter. <laughs> she said, like, you know, she got my body, like she got my butt, and and it's like kind of chubby. And I'm like, "Are you kidding? Your daughter is perfect." And please don't put that on her. Like, please. I've had too many friends with eating disorders. And I actually said that I was like, she's perfect. And good. She wasn't overweight, but even if she were, I just, to see it start so young. Oh my God. I thought these days were over. And sometimes you get a reminder that they're not. I know. So I just feel like (sighs) I want having a daughter. I'm even more conscious of that. Like, sure. You want to put on the craziest princess outfit, go for it. But I also want you to know that like your heart is beautiful. Your mind is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I grew up with that message enough. I think it was kind of like, you're an object. Yeah. Not that my parents treated me like that, but no, the way they praise girls versus boys, you even notice it when I walk out with my daughter versus my son, people are just like, beautiful princess. And then, you know, he didn't get that. He didn't get the, like, you're so, you know, he'd get handsome, but she gets it all the time. And it's kind of like, I just don't want them thinking that that's their value because what's really interesting. Yeah. It's just one of those. So what do you do to counteract that? Or do you just, you just say to her affirmations of, of her heart? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I read that on like Viola Davis's Instagram, like that she, I don't know if she has a daughter or she reposted somebody saying, yeah, just your heart, you know, affirmations of her heart, her mind. And then also just, how did that make you feel? Like when you Uh, did that uh, check in, right. So also that they're not looking for the external validation, which Mm -hmm. I still look for all the time, but I think I was wired to look for it. So like, I, yeah. So I just think, cause they're watching us all the time, right? Like they're not always, they're not listening to us most of the time. Mm -hmm. They're they're not listening to what we tell them to do. <laughs> They're yeah, watching what yeah. we do. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And then I think it helps. Like I love watching her do her play with my makeup because she's not doing it like to fix something. She's just like celebrating yes, color. Yes. She's mm-hmm. like, we connect all the dots on the face. And like, you know, this is yeah. She curls her animal's eyelashes and she's not sure why she's doing that. But I love it. <laughs> I love that. I want to make yeah, a lesson right. from her. I'm oh my God, it. Judy. Yeah. I don't know if we can afford her, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's fun. I try that brings the fun back at least. Yeah. I don't her face in my videos, but I feel like if I did, that would make it go viral. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I know people say that all right? the time. They're like, put a kid in it. And da, da, da. if you put Jackson in this, it would be, I'm like, okay. I don't know and if Jackson then wants it. No. And no. then what? And then what? You know, what do you, True. what? what? What are we going to do with all this? He's 13, right? 12. Acts like he's like 17. Oh my gosh. But he, and he likes to remind people that men can be makeup artists too. And yeah, he, I, I'll never forget when we were at this NARS event and this, this, the PR girl, I think it was Eloise at the time. She's like, you know, boys can be makeup artists too. And he goes, yeah, I know. Like Kevin O'Quan, Francois NARS and Troy Surratt. (laughs) And he was like four. I'll never forget. That is amazing. We, we were, Cindy Rodriguez was there. We were laughing so hard. I love Cindy schooling them. He's like, don't try to teach me about that. My mom's a boss and I know. He knows his history. I know. I, was I can't dumb. believe it. Four, I, I would have died. I was like, yay. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Um, 
Okay, let my me My son see. did a story on Misty Copeland. Misty Copeland. He was like the only oh, boy wow. in his class. And I was like, that's so cool. How did he know about Misty? I think he picked up a book in school. They had a book in their school library. And oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah, I just thought that's really cool. And then reading about her and how she gives back, you know, to oh. girls and her yeah. mentor. And I was like, that's she's the real deal. She's, she's someone I'd love to work with. Incredible. You're like Misty calling Misty, please. So, so right now, it's like just where do you see things going? Like now, this last fashion week, right, yeah. was pretty bizarre. What what happens now? What what could like a young um, makeup artist? I always think like the kinds that are like getting off the train and they're like, I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm going to do fashion week. Like where would they, is there any goal like that? What are the, what is it the climate like now that you see? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't need either. I I really don't. I'm honestly trying to find out. Like if I had a time machine and I had to give somebody advice, I would just tell them to start in a Sephora store and hope for the best and hope. Yeah. I think that's great advice though. Like (laughs) touch as many faces as you can and like meet as many different people and deal with personalities. That was a good the salon help with that, right? Like dealing with different personalities. I feel younger when I turned 40, I started to feel younger than I did when I was like in my twenties, because I made it a point to do exercise and ugh, it's so boring, but it act like doing the online things that you could just do on your phone, even if it's like 15 or 30 minutes, just moving your body. I think it, because our jobs are so physical, it really saved me. I was starting to get like chronic back pain where it would like kind of interfere with jobs. Uh, I had the same thing. Good. And, um, I almost had to, to completely quit. Um, how did you fix it? How did you, you without get it? scheduling acupuncture after like a, a big week, like scheduling yeah. it before the job and then, um, making sure that that appointment is there when I am done. Acupuncture is really great for that. It's great. Some, some Western medicine doctor like convinced me I was going to have to get back surgery. No, I was like going to schedule it, you know? And then I was talking to like two friends and for the, thank God, somebody was like, you do not need back surgery. You can have a herniated disc for the rest of your life. If you get acupuncture and, and do a chiropractor every once in a while, Amazing! it was totally successful. So it's a lot of maintenance, but oh my God, back surgery gone wrong would be horrendous. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about the Gloria Steinem shoot. What was that like? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. There's a funny little backstory that you'd get as a mom that when I, well, okay. So I was excited. I had done Annie's makeup, Annie Lee Boots's makeup for like a couple of random, like she does portraits of people as like birthday gifts and things. So I would get called for that or to do her own makeup. So I was okay with, you know, I wasn't like super nervous. Like you would be the first time working with her. Okay. I had worked with her, but I was excited to meet Gloria Steinem. Um, the backstory is that of course I was deep in mom land and I had a new daughter and my son was probably like six and had lice, but we didn't know it. Oh so, my God. My hair was back. I didn't give Gloria Steinem lice, but I definitely had it and didn't know. And was like, something's wrong. Something's off. I just feel like, I don't know. And so that was the backstory. I was definitely in an odd mood and I was like, 
not really feeling like I was like ready to go home and I didn't know why I'm like, this is such a great shoe. Why don't you want to be here? And like, yeah. So, and she was rad. Like she was just cool to talk to. And she was very particular about her makeup. Like she, you know, it was one of those instances where it was cool that I could not have the ego and I could just listen to her. And I was probably like, my head itches, but no, (laughs) she told me, um, she told me like, she likes her eyebrows straight out kind of because she, okay, no. Yeah. Like up. Cause she has such strong features here that she felt like if you didn't extend it, it wouldn't balance her face and her eyes would disappear. And at first I was like, I don't know about that. I've never done that. And then I was like, let's try. And I did it. And like, she kind of even encouraged me like more. And she's like, you probably think I'm being so difficult. I'm like, girl, I've seen it all. I didn't call a girl, but and (laughs) that was really neat. And it was helpful because I don't know if she was fully, I was probably not the most confident I've been because of my head situation. And I was kind of like (laughs) not fully present, but I like that. Annie was like, Gloria, you look amazing. Like we should call Susie back. So that was cool. Like just getting, yeah, getting that. And was working with Annie was, I mean, I've heard horror stories. That was, that was okay. Yeah, it was fine. I've, you know, I feel like the other times I've worked with her, I think once she yelled at me when I did her own makeup because someone told me to set up on this table at her house. Um, and she was like, my, that's my daughter's art table. And she kind of snapped at me and I was like, I'm so sorry. And then she apologized to me and was just mm. like, I'm sorry. Like I was snapped. I shouldn't have snapped. And and then I saw the way her daughter's nanny kind of talked to her and it was very firm, like Annie, mm-hmm. you know, and I realized in a way she's just one of those creative geniuses and needs yeah needs the guidance around her and like the so I just kind of felt grateful that like I could have that perspective and not take things personally because it's easy when you're and I haven't you know I yeah so I basically and it's also just reading vibes like trying to stay out of the way on set I'm not like hello like (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Gloria Steinem also had I love that she had like this little Joan Rivers makeup brow root cover like hair cover I just loved it like looking at people's makeup I know right and their little tricks and she's like leave it to Joan Rivers to come up with that and I was like blessed like it was just really yeah yeah. oh but that you yeah the shoot itself I think the people who do, I think part of why Annie's shoots have a bad rap is because, I mean, the location is like, you're not in a great neighborhood. And it's, mm. if, if we were doing something that was like an extended story, it would have been really long hours. So I think there's that aspect of it. Like, it's not the glamour that so yeah. I think, yeah, you know that. And a lot of the kids who I think sign up for, I want to do, they end up doing this job and it's like, you know, you're hungry. You're not whatever it is. There's not. You're hungry. <laughs> you didn't bring your nuts. You didn't bring your food there, but You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So learning how to just advocate for yourself, take care yeah. of yourself. Yeah. 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 yeah and it was a- also cool meeting the young activist there and seeing her talk to Annie on that job. Wow. I love, I used to do this job with town and country magazine every year. And it was one of those advertorials uh-huh. um, and they would have Steffi Graf come the tennis player. And she was a delight. I just loved Steffi. I don't know. She was just so personable, but she, and she would trust you with her face. She's like, you know what you're doing? Just go crazy. And Aww. every year she would do this. It's women who make a difference for this. I forget like this watch company that she, she has a contract with, but, and you would meet women who just 
started charities like and had been through so much like a woman who lost her child to a terminal illness and decided that she would dedicate her lives to helping parents not ever have to worry about like material things while they're caring for a sick child. So, and she taught that woman was a model before she started this. So she taught me how to do older faces. Like she just had real cool tricks, but anyway, meeting people, you know, I just got to meet people who started things like that. that yeah. Those are some of my favorite days. Just yeah. Like, Cause it can get a little old when you're doing, you're like, what is the point? Right. Like, of right. And then when you can meet extraordinary people and, and make them feel at their best, it's really fulfilling. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cause there's always like a new, what's the new, my husband has a joke. Like he's like, if he's like, if you woke up from a coma and you asked, what milk are we on? Like nut milk, oat milk. Right. It's like, there's always a new, like there's always a new color, a new silhouette, but what it's is it true. really? What milk are we on? I liked that one. <laughs> now I think it's oat on? milk. I think, oh, it's I think milk. so too, but then yeah. there's some like backlash. Who knows? Oh yeah. Always, always. New York uh, magazine used to do that matrix thing. That was like, oh, yeah, when that was, ma- yeah. I liked that. I think we're on the backlash for oat milk for sure. I'll still have it once in a while, but yeah. 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 Not my favorite. Not my favorite. Oh, Susie, it was wonderful to talk to that you. Talking to you Tiffany. Oh my God. Okay. We, we have to get together in person soon. Oh, and love that. we can, maybe we can have a, Todd is really good. Our friend at organizing the kit. So maybe we can have a kit party. Okay. Todd Harris, you're coming and organizing. Coming. I'm going to watch you. I'm going to watch Todd organize your kit for our next episode. <laughs> And help our backs. Maybe I could get the acupuncturist to come and get Billy to, to come and do Billy. acupuncture on us. Yes, Billy in Brooklyn. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks so much, Susie. Thanks, Tiffany. I can't wait to see you in person. Me either. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And I will see you next time. Well, I won't see you, but you know what I mean. Happy Thanksgiving. And if you waited until after Thanksgiving to listen to this, happy holidays. I know. It's crazy. It's almost the end of the year. Bye. Look Behind the Look is a Vinyl Foot production written by me, your host, Tiffany Bartok. Produced by Jace Bartok, edited by Nicole Tucker, with art design by Kelly Riley. If you're interested in learning more, find our video version on the YouTube channel, Look Behind the Look Podcast. There you can see rare photos and clips from our guests. And please follow us on Twitter at LookBehindPod and Instagram at LookBehindTheLook. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends and spread the word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks for listening to Look Behind the Look.